In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. So, I don't usually refer to the epistle when I preach, because if I'm being really honest, I find Paul to be a little long-winded and sometimes hard to follow. But today, in our reading from the letters to Romans, he was surprisingly succinct. When describing the depth of Abraham's faith, Paul writes that Abraham, quote, did not weaken in his faith even when he considered his own body, which was already as good as dead, for he was about 100 years old. You can't really be more direct than that. Abraham was old. Sarah was barren. And yet God had promised Abraham that he would spawn a great nation. So Abraham just went with it. Now it wasn't easy or without sacrifice or doubt or misstep, but Abraham's faith transcended his earthly understanding of what was possible. His faith allowed him to expect the unexpected. And his faith gave him the courage to live in the wilderness of doubt and unknowing, which didn't make it any less uncomfortable, simply manageable. His relationship with God was just that, a relationship. God told Abraham, I will bless you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. In the promise of blessing, God bound God's self to Abraham, and not only to Abraham, but to all the families of the earth. And Abraham bound himself to God. Through his faith, he became the conduit for global blessing. There's nothing for us to do except receive the invitation to divine relationship and allow it to flow through us. But, as usual, somewhere along the way, we got things a little confused. And blessing became something to be earned. Instead of being a conduit for blessings, some began to deem themselves as the gatekeeper for blessings. We redefined what it means to be blessed. Our cultural definition of being blessed became to be happy, healthy, rich, lucky. And this replaced the invitation to eternal relationship. Those who experienced a lack of success, health, luck, well, they were sometimes confused of doing something to make themselves unworthy of the gift of blessing. Our world points to those who are not blessed and places blame on them. Their faith is not strong enough. Their sin must be too great. The concept of blessing has become yet another way to cast out and place shame on those who suffer. In response, I fear that progressive Christians have all but surrendered the language of blessing to the greater culture. But the act of blessing or being blessed should not be transactional, but rather transformational. Blessing is what happens when God and humankind live in covenant. When we ask for God's blessing, we are asking for God's presence rather than rewards of wealth or health or power. And we, when we claim our blessing, we are acknowledging God's presence in the world and in our lives. And when we allow ourselves to be a conduit for blessing, we are acknowledging and making known the love and presence of God in the world, even amidst all the pain and suffering and struggle and failure. Lisa Sharon Harper writes at the intersection of faith and justice. 
In her book, The Very Good Gospel, she describes God's dream for the world as a state of justice and peace among a web of interrelated relationships that overflows with a forceful goodness. She names it shalom, the Hebrew word for peace and wholeness, a state that comes when we are in full communion with God. Full shalom was our state of being in the Garden of Eden, but we wanted a little more. We wanted more power, more wisdom, more control, and everything since then has been our attempt to regain the state of shalom. Yet too often we miss the point. When we understand blessing in terms of living in a state of shalom, we can release the shaky theological ground we claim by confusing God's blessing with earthly reward. God does not promise that life will be easy. Jesus did not come to uphold the status quo or return us directly to the garden. Jesus came to show us that in the pain and suffering, which will always be part of the human experience, God does break through. The opposite of being blessed is not being poor or powerless or sick or naked. In some ways, the opposite of being blessed is being shamed. To be blessed is to understand that you are worthy of God's love beyond the cruelty of the world. It is tempting to live in a state of understanding ourselves and one another as either wounded or healed, as if God is a magician coming down to grant gifts upon those who are favored. But the truth is much more complicated. You see, we can be wounded and healed at the same time. We can be broken and still experience wholeness. I have a very wise and beautiful friend who has been plagued with an overwhelming number of truly debilitating health struggles. Most recently, she was diagnosed with a grave and terminal condition. Yet even through her fear and her pain, her grace illuminates the world. She told me that when she is in her lowest and begins to feel completely empty, it is then that she feels most truly blessed. The dark void that's created by her suffering becomes a doorway for God to be more fully present in her being. In this emptiness, she describes the strength and prayers of all those around her as filling her with a holiness that flows through her being. Her prayer is that this flow of blessing will emanate through her to all those around her. Our call is to use our bodies, no matter how young or how old, to keep the conduit of transformational blessing freely flowing through us. Nowhere is this more evident than in today's gospel. Jesus did not approach the woman who had been bleeding for 12 years. She approached Jesus in an act of bravery and faith. She had been ritually unclean and therefore likely ostracized from her entire community for 12 years. She reached out to him. Jesus lived as the ultimate conduit of blessing, which flowed so freely through him that the woman was transformed simply by standing in his presence. This woman, who was considered unclean and unworthy, she received the gift of blessing because she recognized and trusted the presence of the divine in the world. Now, I want to be very clear. Blessing and physical healing are not one and the same. Our bodies are finite. They break, they bleed, they suffer, 
Sometimes they leave this world much too early. The scriptures are filled with stories of physical healing, but also with stories of tragic pain and loss. Moses never made it to the promised land. Jesus' body was battered and destroyed. This is part of the human experience, but we persevere when we understand that God is continually binding God's self to us. Being bound to God means that we commit to being a conduit for God's universal blessing in the world. In the deepest sense, blessing and justice are inseparable. And as Jesus did not actively choose to transform the woman in today's gospel, we are not called to be gatekeepers of God's blessing in the world. In a world that is hurting and suffering, we are called to be bearers of God's non-discriminating presence in the world. We don't always get to pick and choose our causes. Many times they find us. We are called to ensure that the unwavering love of God is flowing through us as we move in the world. We must commit to reclaiming and proclaiming the stance of blessing as God's invitation to be co-creators in a world of justice and peace. As we live out our place in the story of eternal union with God, we model to the world that being blessed has nothing to do with wealth or health, but rather with love and solidarity with God and one another. As open conduits for God's blessing in the world, we bring the kingdom of God ever closer to the hurting world, and we come closer to gaining the fullness of shalom. This work is difficult and often countercultural, but if not us, then who? In the words of the Franciscans, May God bless us with discomfort at easy answers, half-truths, and superficial relationships, so that we may live from deep within our hearts. May God bless us at anger at injustice, oppression, and exploitation of God's creation, so that we may work for justice, freedom, and peace. May God bless us with tears to shed for those who suffer pain, rejection, hunger, and war, so that we may reach out our hands to comfort them and to turn their pain into joy. And may God bless us with just enough foolishness to believe that we can make a difference in the world so that we can do what others claim cannot be done to bring justice and kindness to all our children and our neighbors. Amen. <laughs>